Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Date Yourself Radio. Before we get to today's interview, if you're listening to this around the day I released the episode, so around May 20th, I wanted to make sure you knew that enrollment for my popular Dating Mindset Bootcamp is open. The Dating Mindset Bootcamp is a nine-week online experience to help you change the way you date forever. So whether you're not dating and don't know where to start, dating a lot but you absolutely dread it, or simply want to bring back more happiness and love into your current relationship or marriage, be sure you check out this program. The bootcamp is perfect for you if you're attracting emotionally unavailable men, even though you're looking for something serious, or perhaps you self-sabotage when you do meet a potentially great match, or you just simply hate dating, it feels icky, gross, and like job interviews, and a necessary evil because you know that you do ultimately want a lifelong partnership. If any of that applies to you, then I invite you to join us inside the boot camp. Now, I don't teach dating tricks or scripts or how to play the quote unquote game. I believe most of that stuff, if not all of that stuff, gets worked out when you can truly treat yourself the way you want to be treated. To learn more and sign up, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash bootcamp. And be sure you head over there right away because enrollment is only open until Wednesday, June 1st at 9 p.m. Central Time or until 9 p.m. Central Time on June 1st. And that's 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay, on with today's episode. 
I'm so excited to introduce Andrea Hood to you. Andrea is a health coach, blogger, and fellow podcaster. We've had such a fun conversation, and she shares so many wonderful nuggets of wisdom. One thing is that Andrea has never actually dated. She met her husband in college at age 20, and they've been together ever since. So I wanted to invite her onto the show to talk about the dynamics of a long-term relationship, how long-term relationships really look, and what it's supposed to feel like. I find a lot of us consciously know that Hollywood romanticizes relationships, but then we're in one and we're not actually really sure what's real, what's romanticized, and then we wonder if it's supposed to be kind of crappy and we end up settling. We also talk about patterns and habits we learn from our parents and how they can unknowingly influence our patterns. So as you listen in, I want you to consider these questions. Do you overcomplicate your path to health, happiness, or your ideal relationship? What can you do to simplify? Have you had a moment where you realized you were acting just like your mom or dad? And do you resist it or do you take another path? We also talk a lot about Gary Chapman's love languages in this episode. So what's your love language? And we'll include a link to the quiz in the show notes if you don't know about his quiz or what your love language is. And if you're in a relationship, what's your partner's love language? And do you believe your relationship future is doomed because you come from a long line of divorce? So after you listen in, head over to the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 20, and that's the number 20, to grab all the links we discussed in the show, including a link to Gary Chapman's Love Language Quiz um, and the link to learn more about the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. All right, let's get on with the episode. All right, we are back. Hello and welcome to the show, Andrea. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Veronica. I'm honored to be here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. We've got such a good conversation coming up that I just can't wait to dive into. Um, But first, let's share with the audience who you are and what you do. So my name is Andrea Hood. I am an entrepreneur and I'm also a fellow podcaster like Veronica here. (laughs) I am um, the co-host of a new podcast called Badass and Bear with my co-host Katie Corcoran. And we are loving it. In fact, Veronica and I were briefly chatting before we started about how much we we love this podcasting world. Um, My journey's definitely gone through a lot of ebbs and flows over the past few years, but like I'm, I'm feeling comfortable with calling myself a podcaster now awesome. so <laughs> we'll see where that where that takes me over the next over the next few years but um yeah I think that those are like my official titles right now <laughs> awesome awesome so okay so what are you podcasting about what do you help um people do So we really talk about women who are going through change and transition who are kind of going through those flux moments and really having a difficult time with it. Katie and myself have been friends, close friends and accountability partners for about three years now. And we've seen each other kind of go through a lot. Um, I did two cross country moves. She wrote a book and all while starting up our own online businesses. So it really, you know, we were really helping each other through that Mm -hmm. and She's actually, I'm from Southern New Hampshire. She lives in Brooklyn now, but she's from Southern New Hampshire as well. When she came home for the holidays, we were sitting talking and just thinking about our goals for 2016 and thinking about how we really wanted to provide 
value and really mm-hmm. create joy with with whatever we're doing. So yeah, through that conversation, a podcast idea kind of spun up and, you know, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. So we love just kind of helping people feel good. You know, (laughs) it sucks when you don't feel good (laughs) as you and I, I'm sure I can both understand as well as our listeners today. So yeah, I just, you know, we wanted to provide value and make people feel good, especially through those times that maybe they don't feel so great. Yeah, I really, I, I actually really like the simplicity of just to feel good um, because I find a lot, and I know I go through this, but in the self-development, self-help world, whatever you want to call it, sometimes like, you know, like all these things come up and you're like, oh my God, I have like so much to learn and there's so many things wrong with me. But in the day, like you just want to feel good and it can really just be that simple. It doesn't have to be like, you know, doing all the tarot cards and astrology and doing all the journaling and all the, like just do a couple things that make you feel good. I couldn't agree more Yeah, (laughs) because I think I, while I love all those things, like I love astrology and I love tarot Mm -hmm. cards and I love going and getting massages and, you know, Mm -hmm. doing these kind of like more extravagant things, I guess you could say, like it is Mm -hmm. just about like little things too, that just make you feel good. Whether it's drinking water or grabbing coffee with a girlfriend or, you know, taking a bubble bath. I mean, little Mm -hmm. things can can really make you feel wonderful inside yeah. <laughs> or listening to podcasts like this. Like <laughs> it's just like uplifting and it just kind of makes you feel really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause I can, I um, can easily go down what I call the self-help rabbit roll or rabbit hole where you're just, yeah. um, you know, getting into this, like, Oh my God, all these things. Um, so I just, I just love that. Um, and the things you just mentioned sound a lot like dating yourself um, and treating yourself the way you want to be treated. So obviously, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, okay, so I want to um, dig a little bit deeper into you know who you are and how you got to where you are now. And um, we talked offline that you saw your family family members deal with um, depression and body image issues and anxiety, and then you saw that as a pattern. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what was your journey to like where you were, what you realized or what your moment was in which you started to, you know, go on another path. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I think there's a few kind of key pivotal moments. So if you don't mind, I'd love to kind of share those. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. stemming back from when I was a child and sure. realizing like, this isn't how I want to live type yes, of thing. Yes, go for it. So growing up, I grew up, you know, I lived in a happy household. Like I'm not, I don't want to say that my, my home life wasn't, you know, It wasn't horrible. It wasn't like this terrible, terrible place, but there was lots of times and lots of moments that left me feeling really unsettled and really sad. Mm -hmm. I grew up, my mother was very depressed and my father worked a lot. He was starting the family business which I now also work for. So, you know, as you know, Veronica, when you're starting a business, you're in it. I mean, he was working like a hundred hours a week, some weeks. I didn't see him for weeks on end sometimes. I mean, literally I would see him like once a month when I was a little girl. So my, and I had a baby brother who's now, you know, like one of my best friends, but at that time he was this colicky infant that was like, uh, shut up. So I just remember, you know, coming home from school a lot of days and, my mother, the house would be in darkness. She would be just super depressed on the couch. And it just, it really got to me as a little kid, like never Mm -hmm. knowing what I was going to go home to. And I remember saying to her at one point, I don't want to be like you when I grow up. And 
while at the time I didn't know what that meant in my little eight-year-old voice, I just know the words came out and it's like, Mm -hmm. I had no control over them. And now my, you know, almost 32 year old adult self knows that it was because I, I didn't want to feel like that. I could tell that she was feeling really depressed and really low. And I knew I didn't want to feel those things. So kind of fast forward um, to another, you know, I go through high school, I go through college, just, you know, not really knowing who I was, but, mm-hmm. you know, pretending like I did. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we all go through that. I, um, I was in a relationship for a long time with my high school sweetheart and into college as well. And then um, we broke up and I found my husband, well, my now husband, um, only a very short time later, um, which is, is kind of a funny story we can go into a little later, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. So after I find him, I start realizing, you know, oh, wow, this is, this is good. This is, this is going good. I start, you know, I get out of college, start working full time and, start doing everything. We get married. I'm about 25 at this point. I think, yeah, we got married 25. On my 26th birthday, I literally had a meltdown. I was like, is this what life is all about? (laughs) I just remember like I was working my butt off um, for the family business. We had, Mm -hmm. my husband and I had just bought a house and we were fighting a lot. It was our first year of marriage and we were just, we had lived together previously um, before we got married, but it was just like we were fighting and we were just having a really, ugh, like it, it wasn't going well. And I just remember looking at myself in the mirror on my 26th birthday, crying and being like, why am I in this place? And I meant in the place of feeling like shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I meant like, why am I feeling so depressed? I don't want my life to be, I don't want to be so depressed that my husband's coming home and finding me on the couch. You know, I I don't want to be that person. Also, I should also back up that my parents never really had a great marriage. They are now divorced, but, you know, kind of, I I forgot Mm -hmm. to leave that little piece of the story out. It was never a great marriage. I should say that. Okay. Okay. So when I'm 26 and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, sorry. Can I swear? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) So when I look at myself in the mirror and I say, what's going on? I knew that I had to make a change. I knew that I couldn't allow those things to continue repeating themselves. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to be the person who was going to end those depressed, horrible feelings that I feel like so many women do feel and really make a change. So that was, that was about six years ago now. And since that time, I, you know, kind of started with running. I started running and really learning to love my body more and treat my body with respect. I started eating really healthy. I started going to local farmers markets. I ended up going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband lost, I mean, he's lost over a hundred pounds now. So wow. he started really feeling great about himself. I started really feeling really great about myself. And I think that it, it was that, it was that kind of key moment that was like, okay, I looked at myself and I said, this is not the life I want to live. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to make the changes Yeah, to live the life that I do want to live? Right. So, so yeah, it was, a, you know, it's definitely been ups and downs and I'm not going to say these past six years since kind of getting healthy and getting my mind and in, in check has been this picture perfect, uh, linear path. Cause it certainly has not right. been, there's still low points from time to time. I'm not going to lie, but 
it, um, I definitely feel a lot better than I did then. Definitely feel more happy, yeah, more joyful. That's, that's awesome. Know? So when you had that moment when you were 26 looking in the mirror, did you like see the pattern, how you were becoming like your mother or did someone point that out to like, how did that come about? Like, I think it was more me internally okay. realizing it. Mm-hmm. Internally, yeah. And seeing that, you know, I didn't want to be like that. And we, I should also note that like, I come from a long line of divorces. And at that point in time, my parents actually were starting to go through their divorce. Okay. So I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, whoa, I don't want this to be, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And in those same shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, my grandparents on both sides are actually divorced. My parents are divorced. A lot of other family members are divorced. So I was like, I, I can't, I don't want my life to look like that. Yeah. And I'm not judging them. Like they did what they had to do. Like there's no judgment there. There's, and it has taken me a little bit while to, to not have judgment. A lot mm-hmm. of inner work that I've done, but there's no judgment. And mm-hmm. I understand that everyone has to have a path that they need to be on. I just knew that I wanted my path to look a lot different. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely an internal thing. Like nobody was saying things to me like, Oh, if you don't do something, you're going to, you know, you're going to be depressed. Like it was more me. It was more yeah. me realizing that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love that. Cause you know, one thing that I take my clients through is to kind of look into their parents' relationship, how they related to their parents, how they saw their parents as people. Cause like, I feel like once we get in our twenties, we have this epiphany of like, Oh my gosh, our parents are just people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're like, Oh, whoa. Like I didn't realize. Whoa. Um, and so then you start to like see patterns and, and I, and at least for me, it's like, the, I find the more I resist, like, Oh, I don't want to be like my mom. And she's probably listening to this podcast and she's probably laughing right now. Um, <laughs> so hi mom. But, um, anyways, it's like, I find that the more I resist becoming like her, I actually end up do coming, becoming like her. And so it has, and I, and it kind of goes into like what I teach, um, uh, more broadly, which is like what you resist pers- um, persists. And so I like that, you know, you just kind of found a new pattern to, or a new story to define your life, which was, you know, becoming more healthy, running, going to IIN, which I did IIN too. So, um, oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that. So, is there anything else you want to share about that? Because I do want to kind of get into this long line of divorce um, conversation, unless there's something else. About your... Yeah. No, I mean, I would just say that, like, everyone's path is different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you really have to stay true to what you know is right for you. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I knew it's like I had to lace up those running shoes and I just literally started running, like, one day. Like, and I've never really been into working out before this point. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, like, I got to do this. Like, I guess it's listening to that, those little hints that we hear, the little whispers, little peaks of intuition that kind of come through and just kind of allow them to guide you, which can be difficult and which we can resist, right? But the more that we do, like you were saying, like kind of allow it to to happen Mm -hmm. and kind of not resist it and just kind of go with it, the better off it is. Yeah. 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 I love that. I mean, that you just open up a whole other can of worms, which is like, you know, <laughs> intuition and just listening to your inner wisdom. And I've been talking about this a lot lately with my clients and I don't want to go too far into it because I want to go to the other thing, but, yeah, you know, just to like, um, you know, just to, to share that, like, 
for everyone listening, like sometimes your inner wisdom can seem like a little um, woo woo or like, you know, or if you have this gut feeling and people tell you you're crazy by acting on it because there's no rhyme or reason, there's no logic. Um, there's actually been a lot of scientific studies to show that like your intuition is like actually a thing. Um, and yeah. it's just, there's simply, there's just no language center in the subconscious mind, like the part of your brain that's like operating your digestion. Like you can't consciously be like, okay, stomach's time to do your job. <laughs> like it just does it. And it's the, that's the same part of your brain where there's this quote unquote inner wisdom, your subconscious and um, just be, being more in tune with that and listening to that. Like, it's not crazy. It's um, there's a lot of research to show that like, it's a thing and it's pretty, and it's pretty darn accurate too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Everything you just said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Everyone listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. play okay. repeat. <laughs> and that'll be another podcast talking about intuition. Um, okay. So I want to get into, because um, you, you come from a long line of divorce and I, and offline, you said your husband does too. And um, so obviously there's some sort of cycle pattern in both of your families. So I'd love just to um, hear like how you guys um, dealt with that, how you processed it and how you're breaking out of those patterns. Yeah. I'd love to share that. I think that divorce is so common nowadays. It's mm-hmm. probably, <clears throat> excuse me, it's probably more common than not than to have divorce somewhere in your family for anyone who's listening in. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's, it's such a, it's such a common theme. So my husband actually grew up in a home where his mother and his parents got divorced at a very young age. And his mother has not been a part of his life since he was two, where Mm -hmm. I, on the other hand, my parents didn't get divorced until I was 27. So we did grow up in different households, you know, different, different styles. Sure. But still coming from those divorced parents, and he comes from like one set of grandparents was divorced. The other set, while they were married, it wasn't necessarily the happiest marriage we've Mm -hmm. later found out. Um, For me, I've come from divorced grandparents on each side, divorced parents. Um, So we've actually, my husband and I have actually been talking about this a lot lately. It's funny, it keeps coming up. And we've been married now for six years, and we've been together for 11. And... It's just crazy to think that, how should I put this? <laughs> it's, it, there's divorce everywhere, right? We, we've had this like in both of our lines, both of our genes has like, mm-hmm. you know, we've come down from this. So I'm not sure what sets us apart. I'm not going to lie. Okay. And again, we've only been married six years. So who the hell knows what the future is going to bring? I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't right. know. But I do know that we have a very strong marriage. And mm-hmm. by strong, I'm not going to say like, it's amazing. It's not like, it's not always amazing, picture perfect. No, like that's not it. We fight. Yes. Do we argue? Yes. Do we disagree on things? Yes. Like it happens. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that has made our marriage so good is that we really are very supportive of one another. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, being an entrepreneur, I'm sure you can understand this, Veronica. You're always having these like ideas and you're always like, oh, I want to try this now. And I want to try that oh, yeah. now. And I want to do this thing, right? It's like yeah. never ending. You're getting these downloads in your head and you're just like, well, I want to do this. You get so excited. So he mm-hmm. has always been so supportive of that in me. He's so, so supportive. And I've been like that for him. You know, when we first started dating, he didn't, he didn't have his high school diploma or GED. And like, he started talking about how he wanted to get a better job for himself. And I was like, well, you need to go back to school. And he's like, okay. So he went back to school and I really supported him through that. 
And then, you know, he went later, he's a truck driver. So he went later on um, a few years ago to go through truck driving school so he could drive tractor trailers. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, you know, um, I want to do this thing. So I got to go back to school. And I was like, okay, you know, (laughs) we've both been very supportive whenever it comes to big kind of life decisions. Yeah. And I'm, I just think, cause we, we see the bigger picture, like we mm-hmm. want each other to be happy. Yeah. And I think it's like, well, driving trucks makes him happy, you know, so go do it, go do it. Yeah. He sees what I'm doing, you know, with the podcast and, and just other things. He, and he's like, do it. It's making you happy. You know, I think we really want each other to be happy and and happy together. Like we always yeah. do, we do kind of, we kind of beat to our own drum and we always have since day one of dating. Like we just like, we go camping by ourselves. We go on vacations by ourselves. We ride our Harley by ourselves. Like we're just very, we are like best buds, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's fun. It is fun. We have a fun relationship. So we actually moved to North Carolina um, almost two years ago. Now we came back about six months ago because we missed our family so much, but we just moved down there because we felt like it. Yeah. We're like, let's just do it. <laughs> Wait, where did you go in North Carolina? We went to Wilmington. Oh, I lived you- there for oh. a year. I'm from Asheville, but I lived in Wilmington oh, for a year. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so funny. Yeah. That is well, so when funny. did you live there? Like recently? Um, It was a while ago. I lived there in 2008. No, oh, no, 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 no. Not that, not that long ago. 2012. 2012. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we were just there. We were living in Leland. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I just went back a couple of weeks ago. I miss it there so much. Yeah, it's nice. I it's, love it. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. But I miss my family, so we came home. Or yeah. we both start family. So. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> um, so, okay, I really like that you said that you guys lift each other up and support each other. Um, and I was actually on the phone with my coach um, last week and we were, and I just, I had a moment in my business where I was not feeling very great. And so I called Stevie and he just totally picked me back up and okay. I was telling my coach about, um, Oh, Stevie's my boyfriend. Um, and, and I was telling my coach about this and she was like, yeah. And I just, I think that sometimes relationships are as simple as that. Like, do they help you increase your self-esteem? Are they, are they pulling you up? Or are they pushing you down? Yes. And I just, and I just, I really, really like that. And I, and I totally agree. I think sometimes, you know, we can make relationships really complicated, but at the end of the day, it's like, do they make you feel better or do they make you feel worse? Yeah. Um, and I, I just love that. So you told me offline that your husband helped you to start um, loving yourself. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about what he did and what that did for the relationship? Yeah, totally. So he totally did. And I think it goes along the lines perfectly of what you're saying just there. Like Stevie makes you feel good. So mm-hmm. that's a good relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So back when I met my husband, I was only 20 mm-hmm. and I had just gone out of a long-term relationship and I was just, you know, I'm still trying to figure my shit out. I mean, I was 20 years old. I was in college, you know, Yeah. <laughs> who knows, yeah. you know, <laughs> you don't know anything at that age. No, you do. You do. If anyone's listening at that age, you do. You're very smart, but, yeah. um, <laughs> Life morphs and changes a lot. Right. Um, exactly. You can't imagine when you're 20. So yeah, when I was 20, I was like still trying to figure my shit out. And I didn't love myself. Um, and I think it was because of growing up and not having that modeled for me. Of mm. that really like that self-respect and thinking you're beautiful no matter what. 
Um, so I never, I never had that modeled for me. So I never really practiced that myself. Um, I meet my husband and he starts, you know, just like just little things that he would do would just make me feel so special and make me feel so beautiful. And I started realizing, you know, I think he might've even said to me, and it's a little foggy. I can't remember. I partied a lot in those days. (laughs) I think he even said something, the fact like, you don't know how beautiful you are. And I don't think I did. And I can't even pinpoint exactly like one thing that he would do. I think it would just make me feel good, you know, just make me feel confident about who I am. So he really did help me love myself. I think that, you know, growing up, the the relationship I was in before, it didn't make me feel those things. Mm -hmm. Um, For nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. I mean, I was young and I didn't know who I was then. So I think that, yeah, he really helped bring that out in me, um, which is really cool. I think that he was actually like chosen for me. Like I, I, like God, the universe, whoever, like I think that they placed us together so that I could become this person that I am now. Because like I said before, he's always been so, so supportive and really just kind of, yeah, helped me start having that confidence in myself that I never had before. Yeah, I I love that. And I mean, really, you just kind of like pinpointed right there the the new pattern that you were creating for yourself, um, you know, that maybe other your other family members didn't do, which, um, you know, might have led to, you know, their divorces and such. So, um, yeah, I just love that. So then let's kind of go back to the beginning of that relationship. And at one point, did you know that like this was, you know, he was the one or something serious or whatever word you use in your head to describe that? So we started dating at like, the beginning of November. And I think I knew by February. So it was very quickly on. And I think it was like, I don't even remember what, but I can remember what, I can't remember what the conversation was about, but I can remember being in my apartment in college. I was living in Boston and sitting in my, my apartment, my, in my bedroom Mm -hmm. on the bed and writing in a journal that I have no idea where it is now, but I would love (laughs) to find it that literally said it was around, it was February, like mid February, like, and I remember writing, like, I'm going to marry this man. And I don't remember why I even like, we just had gotten off the phone and it was just like, how was your day? My day was good. How was yours? Great. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to marry him. And like I said, I don't remember. It was nothing like in particular that we even talked about or anything like that. It was just like, I just knew. I just had that feeling. Um, And Mm. when I think about it now, like I think the first night we met, we both like had that feeling. It's kind of funny. Like we just looked at each other and like smiled and I was just like, whoa, like breath taken away. You know, it was a really kind of magical moment and funny too. And (laughs) so, yeah, so Mm. I, because we met like at a party, you know what I mean? Like it's not the most romantic way of meeting each other but yeah Stevie and I met at a bar in, Did you? in Washington DC and it was like also the crappiest bar in the city I won't say the name because I don't want to shame them publicly but um <laughs> even on our one-year anniversary Stevie was like let's go back to the bar it's a one-year anniversary I'm like no we're not going back <laughs> we are never going to that bar again <laughs> um that's so funny yeah oh I, I love that um and such a cute story and there was something I was going to ask you about that and it slipped my mind so hopefully it will um it will come back to me um let's go to the next thing I want to ask you about so um <clears throat> how does your self-care and the way you treat yourself influence your relationship 
Well, I'm a big believer in the saying that, or the feeling or whatever you want to call it, the idea that if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. So I take care of myself daily by doing, you know, I do a lot of self-care. I have a morning routine that's like, you know, pretty extensive. It takes mm-hmm. me about three hours to get to work because I'm so, so into needing to be grounded. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, like I meditate. Actually, my husband and I started meditating together. We started around the first of the year. So he's meditating with me now, um, which is pretty cool. And yeah, and drinking warm lemon water and taking the dogs for a walk in the woods and all those kind of things, making a healthy breakfast um, and not rushing through my morning. So I think that, you know, that's just one example of self-care that I do, I think, Mm -hmm. throughout the day. But I think that starting that foundation really helps me for the rest of my day so I can balance all the hats that I'm balancing. You know, I'm working full time Mm -hmm. for my family business. I'm running a podcast. I have my own online business. So there's a lot going on, you know. So if I don't stay somewhat grounded and somewhat present and feeling really happy and joyful, then that will affect my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I have a bad day, I, I, I put that on my husband. I know I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you do have bad days, cause they do yeah. happen. Like you said, who's the first person you called when you were having like a shitty moment, you called your boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we do. So in order to keep our relationship strong, I try really hard to make those, those times minimal. Cause I mean, they're going to happen. We all have bad days, but <laughs> you know, try not to have it every single day of the week, maybe, uh, you know, once a month or something like that, yeah. once yeah. every few months, you know, really trying to just make myself the best person I can be so that I can be the best wife that I can be and the best yeah. partner I can be. Yeah. So can you, you can tell like a difference in your relationship when, you know, let's say like you fall off the wagon for a little bit or you don't get the self-care that you need. Um, you can tell a difference in your relationship. Totally. You know, when I can really notice it the most is when I'm working too much, mm-hmm. when I'm mm-hmm. plugged into the computer too much. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that he'll be like, what's going like, I get really frazzled and I get really stressed and I get really disconnected from my true self and my yeah you know, feeling that really happy, that joyful, that grounded feeling that I need to feel. Um, and he can tell, he can tell, and it does, it does affect us. I mean, not to the point where he's like, why are you working so much? Like he never says that to me. He never, ever, ever says, you know, you work too much or anything like that. He's just like, you're all right. You need to take a break, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) something like that. Or let's like, let's do something fun this weekend, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's like lifting you up rather than invalidating you for doing your work or, you know, doing the other things you need to do. So I I really like that his approach to, you know, you know, keeping your boundaries with work, but then not doing in a way that invalidates what you're doing or putting you down. So, yeah, because I think that is important. You're right. I think if he approached it a different way or spoke to me in a different way, Mm -hmm. then it would probably make me feel like shit or like, oh, my work is invaluable, you know? Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's, you know, and it's nice when we find that, when we find that person who, well, I think probably the more we respect ourselves, the more we're going to find someone who respects us. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen. (laughs) That's all I can say to that. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask about, and, um, So a lot of the women I work with, um, you know, they read romance novels or, you know, watch Hollywood movies like we all do. Um, And sometimes it's really hard to tell, like, 
Okay, I know that those romantic relationships are kind of romanticized and fabricated and not real. Um, but it's like, then they worry that they go too far to the other end where they feel like they're settling and, and not happy in a relationship, but then wonder, well, if, is that how relationships really are in real life? So I'm just kind of wondering, like, what your experience is, because I know, you know, you and your husband, like, just like every other couple, like, fight and have your disagreements and whatnot. But I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you, do you have, like, a magic ratio or, like, what, you know, what does your day-to-day relationship look like? Like, what should these women be looking for? Yeah. You know, I think that's a great question because I think, I do think it's going to look differently for everybody. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, um, yeah, that's, it's going to, what works for me is not necessarily what's going to sure. work for you, you know? So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's finding what works for you and really like we were talking about earlier makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I both work a lot. Um, we both have long days and, that works for us. We don't have children. We don't plan on having children. So we're fine with that, you know? Um, but we both don't work weekends. We try never to work weekends and Mm -hmm. really take that time on the weekends to be together. Um, yeah, we just, we love, you know, having like a date night on a Saturday night and going to a restaurant because we love, we're such foodies and we love to eat. Mm -hmm. So finding a good restaurant. I think that, you know, it can look differently each week. Um, but I think that, yeah, just kind of carving that time out on the weekends, especially works for us. Mm-hmm. I like now too his schedule for the past, say six months or so has been that he is getting up the same time as me, which mm-hmm. is really nice. So we're meditating together and stuff like that. For years, he had a different kind of shift. He wasn't working second shift, but he would work later in the morning. So mm-hmm. he would sleep later and I would do all that stuff by myself, yeah. um, like meditating and walking and stuff. And I think it is nice having his companionship and doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're just lucky right now because that's how he, he's a truck driver. So it can fluctuate. But yeah, we're just lucky that that's how it is right now. Because yeah. you never know. It can change again, <laughs> unfortunately. But just, you know, really enjoying it while you're in while you're in it. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm picking up is just like the simple idea of at the end of the day, like you just still like the person and you still want to spend your free time and they're adding more joy rather than stress to your life. And it can really be that simple, kind of like where we started the show from, like, just feel good. Like it can be really simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Exactly. Like I, I'm just a big fan of simplicity. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of being simple and just being, feeling really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I love to feel happy and joyful and free. Those are kind of like my, my core desired feelings. Um, big Danielle Laporte fan, um, mm-hmm. that I love to feel. And my husband is the same. Freedom is one of his big things. And that's why he loves, you know, driving a truck cause he's on the open road. So I think that, yeah, you're right. Just keeping it simple and, it's kind of funny because we like, sometimes we watch TV shows or like catch up on some like gossipy stuff. And we're like, uh-huh. Oh, tell us because our life is so boring. Like, <laughs> but our, like, we don't have like these crazy dramatic lives, but that's how we like it. You know, uh-huh. we don't watch crazy dramatic lives. But yeah, It's like, Ooh, tell me stories of something dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Okay. So I feel like there was already some, um, you know, some nuggets and tips interspersed throughout our conversation so far. But um, 
you know, so I've been in my relationship with Stevie for almost three years. Um, so you're 11 years in. Um, so what are some of your long-term relationship tips to keep um, or some of the favorite things that you that you do or that you guys do together um, that keeps your relationship kind of fresh and exciting and um, makes you still want to like be with the person? Yeah. Going on trips. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and vacations even if it's just you know a weekend camping or something like that um we always seem to come back to one another you know even in our crazy schedules of working and whatnot we always seem to come back when we go on vacation <laughs> which mm-hmm. i you know i'd love to do more than once a year but you know most times it's only once a year mm-hmm. or a couple weekends here and there but yeah it's just that's one of my favorite things for kind of like spicing it up um i love i love we love to travel both of us so we wish we could travel more right now. It's been about once a year. We're hoping to up that. Awesome. <laughs> soon. Um, and we also, another thing that we love to do, typically we do this on Friday nights. We do kind of like a date night in. And I we'll, I love to listen to like old, like Frank Sinatra music while cooking like, a nice Italian meal for some reason, like with candles to me, that's just like so romantic. I don't know why neither one of us are Italian or anything, but to me, that's like the most romantic thing. And just like listen to some Frank Sinatra Pandora station and dim the lights. And, you know, we, some, we actually started cooking together when we do that some nights. So that's another thing that we love to do. Um, and whenever he leaves for work in the morning, and this is something for your day to day, Whenever uh, my husband leaves for work and whenever he comes home, we hug and kiss each other. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. And we do it. He's not a big touch person. He doesn't like being touched. So I make him hug me for like 20 seconds because I read somewhere once that that's like (laughs) that's like the perfect time for a hug and like transfers energy between people. Uh (laughs) So I make him hug me for 20 seconds. I mean, I don't really count, but I'm like, okay. I I love that. And I've read that somewhere. Just that's like one of the quickest and simplest ways just to keep your relationship fresh and to have that little sense of like missing the person until they get home is just like that hug and a kiss, um, you know, when they when they leave. Um, I really, really like that. So you're just I mean, so date nights and vacations. I mean, that's really just like about carving out the time to have quality time. Um, which I love. And that's, and that's a love language from um, what's Gary Chapman's book, the five yes. love languages. And that's, that's so my love language too, is quality time. <laughs> we did that. Um, oh gosh. When did we do that? Like a year or two ago. Uh-huh. I love that. Have you talked about that in the podcast before? Cause you should do an episode on that. It, um, it's so true that the mm-hmm. love languages, we did them. Mm-hmm. And for both of us, it was quality time together. That's what it means the most. Like, I don't care about gifts. Actually, mm-hmm. it's funny for birthdays, Christmases, stuff like that. Anniversaries. Mm-hmm. We never get each other gifts. We actually go places. We'll be yeah. like, let's go out to a nice dinner or let's like for birthday. It's usually let's go away for a weekend yeah. type thing. Um, yeah. That's yeah, just and like I'm, I'm mine's quality time. I'm the I'm the same same way. It's like I don't really care about presents. Like I'd rather yeah. spend the money. Like go have a nice dinner, go weekend trip or something. Stevie yeah. is um, act of service, which is a little problematic because uh-huh. I hate cleaning. So <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too, girl, me too. <laughs> so um, but we work around it. We we figure it out. Um, <laughs> that's so awesome. So I'm curious. Um, what are some of your favorite trips you've been on? 
Oh, our favorite of all time was we love the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Um, we love going to the outer islands in the Bahamas. We've been to Eleuthera. We've been to Nassau too, but it was just way too many people for us. Yeah. We yeah. like secluded things. So we love Eleuthera. That's our favorite. Um, pink sand beaches. So gorgeous. Uh, we did that five years ago, actually. And we were saying this a couple weeks ago. We were like, we need to get back there. It was like five years ago this month. And we were like, we need to go back. Because that was our favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, just beautiful. Like nobody's there. I mean, we walked on the beach for four hours and passed one little boy who was oh like swimming. Gosh. Like there's nobody there. It's awesome. Um, awesome. We also went to Cat Island, which is in the outer um, the outer islands, the Bahamas for Christmas one year, which was really fun. So, um, again, nice. like we like those super secluded kind of spots. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to have to Google image those after <laughs> our call today. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Although it's I don't know, so cause okay. right now we're, um, well, I guess we are going on vacation soon. I was going to say I'd get vacation envy, but no, we're going to be, we're going to Portugal next month. Oh, Although by the time this podcast airs, I'll already be back from Portugal. So, <laughs> Fun. That'll be fun though. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's so fun. Yeah, I am excited. Um, okay. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Um, thank you so much. So before I let you go, um, where can my listeners find you online? Sure. So I'm everywhere social. Um, okay. I'm kind of a social butterfly. <laughs> so you guys can find me on Facebook. Um, Andrea Hood, H-O-O-D is my last name. Pretty simple. Um, I'm on Instagram. I kind of love Instagram, actually. Yeah, me too. Although they're changing the algorithm, so I'm not sure if I'm going to like it well, anymore. I'm love it anymore? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with the algorithm. But. Um, I'm also on, my website is andreahood.com, just my name. Um, you can find lots of resources there. And then the podcast, can I share with folks the podcast too? Yeah. So the podcast is Badass and Bare, B-A-R-E, as in naked and raw and authentic. (laughs) Um, you can check us out there on, we're on iTunes and we also have a website, badassandbare.com. Awesome. And all of those links to all of those places will be available on the show notes, which is um, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 20. And that's the number 20. So, and all the resources that we mentioned, I think we said something about Danielle Laporte and some other resources. So all of links to that stuff will be there too for everyone. Um, Okay. So last question I always ask my guests is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Ooh, I love treating myself. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. And again, it's it's funny because even when I treat myself, it's not about buying myself things. It's yes. like uh, getting a massage or something. Yeah. But I think oh, I'm going to say this because I'm doing this tonight because okay. there's like a lot. Like I feel like I have a top 10. <laughs> but my favorite is I found a pink salt cave that's 20 minutes from my house. It's like actually like a whole room in the basement of a spa that they made into like basically a cave. And it has like, I don't know, like a million tons of pink salt. I'm exaggerating because I don't know the actual number, but it is amazing. Like I just go there and I lay back in their anti-gravity chairs and my husband and I are actually going tonight. I'm so excited. And we lay there and we go when a gentleman comes and plays Tibetan bowls Oh my and gosh. It is the most amazing experience ever. Like I always go into a super deep meditation. Um, my husband said he's fallen asleep before. It's just so fun. And I have like some sinus issues I've been working with. So it just helps mm-hmm. me breathe so good. And just, oh, it's my favorite way to treat myself. And it's only like, 
it's so cheap too. So it's like, I'd go like a hundred times a, a day if I could, you know, oh, <laughs> wow. the time. but it's amazing. That it's amazing. so cool. Um, yeah, so this really, is, in, really this nice. is in Southern New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's two in New England. There's one in Vermont and there's one in Southern New Hampshire, okay. but yeah, maybe check them out near you. Yeah. They might, yeah. Might be um, some- yeah, I'll get the link from you and I'll add that to our show notes. I don't know if there's anyone listening in New Hampshire and Vermont. Um, probably is. Um, yeah. But this, or if you have people are vacationing up there, then they'll have maybe somewhere to check out. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a few minutes north of Boston, so. Okay. Okay. Got it. Cool. I know there's lots of Boston people on this podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was such a thank wonderful you. conversation. So much wisdom and so many amazing nuggets that everyone will be able to glean from to improve their self-care and their relationship with themselves, body image, and their re- and um, also kind of start looking into patterns that they're repeating from their parents because that's such a big thing that I always talk about. So I just love that you're able to share your story and um, your transformation around that as well. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Anytime. Thank you All so right. much for having me on. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.